the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show that is important political office, that of the private citizen, and it just keeps getting hotter and hotter and hotter here. And uh, you know, this, you know, something is going on. We can we can feel the effects of climate change here on Unite IE Radio. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about the election. <laughs> well, everything. Yeah, it's just getting hotter and hotter. It is indeed. So to help us sort that out, we are honored to have back to Unite IE Radio. Evil, the man who was evil personified, the most infamous climate denier in the world, and the organizer and founder and editor of ClimateDepot.com, Mark Morano. Now, he's also got a company bio beside the one you get off of Media Matters. Mark Morano is ranked the number one climate contrarian in the media, according to a 2019 study in the journal Nature. He's also the executive director and chief correspondent for ClimateDepot.com, a pioneering climate and eco news center, and has part two of a very, very good documentary uh, coming out on September the 24th. Climate Hustle 2 opens on September 24th, foreshadows Green New Deal realities, and is being released all across the country at 8 o'clock, you can go to ClimateHustle2.com. That's ClimateHustle2.com if you want to be a part of the nationwide screening rollout for that. Mark, it's great to have you on the United IE Radio Show. Thank you. Happy to be here, Don. So, we, uh, we, we don't really have much to talk about, right? There's nothing burning up, is there? Yeah. <laughs> Every- well, are you a climate arsonist? Are you denying that? Are you a climate denier, a climate arsonist? That's the new climate arsonist has replaced climate denier as the smear du jour. Uh, climate denier, of course, means you're also a Holocaust denier, since that's what it's meant to link. Uh, and actually, I have a chapter in my book, The Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change, on all of these links of climate denial smears to Nazi uh, anti-Holocaust uh, denial. I, mean, I have the Boston Globe, New York Times comments, all smearing skeptics as Holocaust deniers as well, saying we're worse than Holocaust deniers. So for Joe Biden now to step up and call us all climate arsonists because we don't support, essentially, the Green New Deal, this is the new normal in which we're living in. Well, with every, it could be a drought, it could be a hurricane, it could be a fire, and with great pictures. So there's Flames leaping through the overgrown forests, or a hurricane that has caused damage, or there's a tornado, or there's a, there's a drought and you see the, uh, the low water and the lakes are drying up. Whatever it is, whatever makes a great picture is, of course, used as evidence of climate change. And therefore, you must, imp- you must give us, the Democrat Party, and your ruling class more money and power. Yeah, I mean, for Biden to actually, what, what they're saying is they can control the weather. In other words, this is like an old protection racket, you know, when the mob would run. You'd move a new shop in the in neighborhood, and they'd come in, and they'd say, you know, a lot of bad things could happen to your shop. You could have broken windows. You could have broken legs. Your place could burn down. <laughs> but you give us the power and the money, and we can protect you from all those bad things. That's what the Green New Deal is. They're basically saying we have to pay up the most expensive domestic proposal ever, uh, or we're going to face floods, droughts, hurricanes, tornadoes, loss of house, loss of life, loss of loved ones. That's what Joe Biden's peddling, and he's saying you can alter the weather and climate just by going to the voting box, by saying, you know, you can change all that with this election. And President Obama made the same claim when he was running for re-election. I mean, this is really the, the, the new ultimate age of the low, low information voter appeal to tell people they can vote themselves better weather at the box office and 
save their family and their home at the same time from the climate catastrophe because they're going to save us with the Green New Deal. Is the same people, and uh, where are they? They buy beachfront homes. They fly in private jets. Uh, yes. the, whole, the, the crossover we'll talk about between coronavirus and climate change is that uh, you know, they don't seem to even believe what they're telling us in their own personal lives. No, and that's, you know, when I go across the country, when I've done, you know, the, the previous movie, Climate Hustle, and now this one and also my book, I mean, it is amazing. When I talk to just average Americans, people out at crowds, at rallies, and other things, they will say that the number one reason they became skeptical was because they see the leaders themselves who are pushing this aren't following it. Al Gore has done devastating damage to the credibility of the movement. Leonardo DiCaprio has done devastating damage. Any Hollywood celebrity who gets involved, the UN chief admitted to living at 30,000 feet because he flew everywhere while the UN was condemning airline, tra- you know, flying around. Uh, it is exactly that. President Obama, but just bought an oceanfront home in Martha's Vineyard. If he were truly worried about a coming climate apocalypse, would he be living at the ocean? I was going to say, isn't rising sea levels a big part of the climate change narrative, the man cause? Because I think it's important we always throw that in. Anthropomorphic, I think, is the right pronunciation of that. Uh, climate change, because the climate's been changing ever since the world was a dust ball and it formed into the planet when the solar system was created. Climate has always changed. And the, the question is, what drives it? In this case, they're saying that man's fingerprints are all over this portion of the climate change and that we can reverse it through policy. I've been hearing this ever since I was a kid. When I was a kid, we were told that the world would be an ice cube if we didn't fix the environment. That one fell by the wayside. And I, I, you probably know how many different climate predictions there have been, or I should say disaster predictions there, there have been since the original ice cube and it probably predates even me uh that they've been doing this they've just been refining their fear craft but the the ultimate tell of this is where do people put their money banks are very stringent in their lending practices they're not going to lend you money if they think that your home is in the pathway of a pending disaster so I, i would imagine that obama probably bought his home all cash but the reality is When you buy your home at sea level, after spending eight years telling the world that the sea levels are going to rise, doesn't isn't that a tell? Isn't that a little bit of an indication? It's a huge indication that you don't believe your own rhetoric and you don't believe the own claim. This is what was so deadly about Al Gore. Here was a man in his first film, The the, uh, Inconvenient Truth. He actually had on screen, "Are you ready to change the way you live?" And they had a whole expose. It was a local Tennessee group that came out and said he had 20 times, or maybe it was only 10 times, the electricity use of the average American at that point. And one of his homes, he had multiple homes, and he flew private jets. He was caught in video getting out of private jets regularly. Then he does his sequel 10 years later, and and his carbon footprint grew to 20 times or 30. It was was just something, I mean, multiples of the average person's electricity use. So right there... That just tells you that he's not willing to make the sacrifices. And there's a lot in, in the film, Climate Hustle 2, we actually cr- go after, in a fun way, Al Gore, Leonardo DiCaprio, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's another one. I got to interview him at the UN summit last December in Madrid. He actually is such a climate activist. He's appeared in all these showtime. He's at UN speeches all the time. He gave another speech this past year. But he also admitted that he sometimes flies up the coast just to get a cheeseburger because he's so passionate about flying. And that was a, that's a direct mm. quote from him. So I asked him about that, and his new answer is, well, I'm now vegan. So he doesn't fly up for a cheeseburger, but does he fly up for one of those Burger King Impossible <laughs> burgers made from the processed vegetable crap oil? I don't know. But this is what, this is what it is. So they don't themselves believe it because they're not changing. Now, that's why the film is also called The Rise of the Climate Monarchy, because we start out, we open this film, Climate Hustle 2, at Louis Versailles Palace uh, in France. And the gist mm-hmm. of this is, we interview a historian who goes through the whole history of the monarchs. They 
imposed upon the masses sort of an austerity, draconian rules and regulations, but they themselves lived lavishly off of the labor of the masses, of the public. And that's essentially what we're seeing right now. You have the elite ruling class, and we see this in Davos. Davos right now, the World Economic Forum, its chairman just came out, and they're calling for a global reset post-coronavirus clampdown, and it's going to be a climate, a sort of international Green New Deal, if you will. This is what they're going after. Do you think it's going to affect them and their yachts and private planes and, and, and all the travel that they do? This is the elite of the elite economically, and they're going to be imposing this socialist reset on the rest of us. This is what we're facing. And according to uh, what I've seen about this global reset narrative, these guys perceive that there is one major obstacle standing in the way of their global reset. What is that, Mark? Well, the greatest obstacle, I mean, I don't know if this is a trick question or there's a lot of answers to that question. Actually, I don't know the greatest, but the number one one is people's love of freedom and people's ability to know both. Sorry, but I'll be live on you. when you hear it. <laughs> right. Well, actually, the will of the American people, that's what I would say is the greatest obstacle. I don't know. What's your answer? Well, yes, in the form of their vote for Donald Trump, they perceive the biggest yes. obstacle to them implementing their global oh, reset yes. being Donald Trump. And as you as you articulated, it's the will of the American people as expressed at the voting booth this coming November 3rd. Yes. Well, it's Absolutely. also been... I, you know, I, I, Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. I mean, I mean it's go amazing. Ahead, it's even with the lock, the COVID lockdowns, I, you know, I had to go to a conference in Vegas, one of the first ones in the reopened Vegas. I talked extensively, hotel security, the casino staff, the Uber drivers, and they're in Nevada, which is you know, pretty well locked down. And it is amazing the number of people who said, I've never voted Republican in my life, but I go, I can't, we cannot take any more of this lockdown, of this thing. And, and here's the thing. If you love the COVID lockdowns, you're going to love the climate emergency lockdowns. So I'm thinking there could be a groundswell of people undetected by the polls against just the COVID lockdowns, which, wow. by the way, the climate activists from John Kerry, Greta Thunberg, Al Gore, the United Nations officials are all saying they want to be the dress rehearsal, the model for the climate emergency lockdowns. That's what they're looking for. In fact, the U.K. House of Commons speaker just said last week at the G7 summit that he was amazed at how obedient the public has been to these lockdown rules, and he wants to expand them now to climate lockdowns. And he was just going on and on publicly about how the public has been so compliant. So the question is, will they remain compliant, or is there going to be a blowback here that no one in the history of polling uh, or electioneering has ever seen? And based on my trip to Nevada, you know, Nevada could have an electoral shock. States like North Carolina, where the governor, the Democratic governor, is up for re-election, has a strict COVID lockdown. You can't even go to the gym still. The movie theaters are closed, unlike neighboring states. So if that kind of blowback is out there, then Donald Trump wins huge. But I don't know. I can't predict what's going to happen. This is a 50-50 election in my mind. I mean, this is so, there's so many factors. And then the voting at home voter fraud angle is a whole other angle, too. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor, and we'll come back. We're going to talk to Mark some more about his upcoming movie, Climate Hustle 2. And uh, why... Our side accepts the big lie of human-caused global warming. After this word from Ed Hoffman and Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. I'll be back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DREID number 1026588. Arizona NLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license. 
license number 0925837 equal housing opportunity. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And the private citizens that are in the reach of this radio show need to take a big, giant step up in their activism leading into this election. And one big way you can do it is help us to expose uh, the rise of the climate monarchy. Climate Hustle 2 is the movie, the brand new update movie that's going to be airing on September the 24th at 8 p.m., brought to us by our guest, Mark Morano of the Climate Depot. And Mark, uh, I guess you've got a whole website, climatehustle2.com, dedicated to this, where people can actually buy tickets to watch the live premiere on September 24th. Tell us a little bit about Climate Hustle 2 and how to get tickets. Yes, well, you go to climatehustle2.com, the number two or the letter, the, yeah, the word two, and it's a 8 p.m. anywhere global release live rolling out. And it's going to be whether you're in New Zealand, Africa, Europe, uh, West Coast, East Coast. At 8 o'clock your local time, the movie will stream. And it's going to have some exclusive content during the first broadcast. We're going to have uh, actor Kevin Sorbo introducing it, doing a Q&A. We have a climate panel with uh, John Stossel and mini AOC and, uh, and uh, a bunch of other people. It's some interviews with other scientists. And then after that 8 o'clock, September 24th roll, then it'll be available on demand and on DVD. So it's climatehustle2.com. Awesome. Tell us some of the things. You you mentioned the climate monarchy before. What are some of the other topics you're going to cover in Climate Hustle 2? Well, this is a movie that asks, you know, are they trying to control the climate or you? We look at, and the answer, of course, is you. We're looking at the agenda behind the movement. The first movie looked at the science. So what we do here, we show you how they're getting kids. Now, from kindergarten through college, kids are being indoctrinated. This film goes through, you'll see interviews with elementary school kids so indoctrinated, they've signed on to federal lawsuits against the United States government uh, in order to try to get a judicial imposing of the Green New Deal on America. In other words, if they can't get it to the legislature, they're trying to get this through the court system. And remember, most of progressive advances in our society have always come through courts, not through the legislature. So they're really trying this. They have a NASA former lead scientist, James Hansen, as the, uh, helping these, these kids. And we, interview, we have young kids, probably fifth, sixth grade, saying Donald Trump is a climate denier and we're going to prove it in court. And these courts, are, they're, they're flooding the U.S. judicial system with these kids' lawsuits. And we show you some of the propaganda. The U.N. promoted these kids singing a song, you know, we don't need no CO2. All we need is you and I. We don't need no showers. We have the kids doing all the propaganda. We interview uh, children experts, uh, education experts, and talk about just how they're indoctrinated, intimidated. And most shocking are the kids who are now turning against their parents. These kids who even testified on Capitol Hill last year, they're like, your generation trashed the planet, Mom and Dad. You know, and now we have to clean it up. Thanks, Mom and Dad. I mean, they're, this has turned now, identity politics has turned young against old, and kids are now the leading crusaders for climate action. They did a die-in at the White House with an 11-minute die-in. And why would it be 11 minutes? Because that's the 11 years we have left to save ourselves. We go also into Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg actually says there's no reason for kids to go to school because without, a, you know, more climate action, Green New Deal, kids will have a future that is no more because there is no future. We're all going to die from climate. And this is, this is the actual message that kids are getting. Kids don't, you know, they're not hearing a watered-down version of what I just told you. They're hearing the exact version, and those are almost verbatim quotes. This is amazing, the amount of indoctrination that's happening in schools, both in terms of primary and secondary. But, uh, you know, I asked you off air if you were familiar with, and I think this is a good time to bring it in, uh, an organization called the Summit, um, you know, Sunrise Movement, Sunrise Sunrise Movement. Notably, Millie Weaver did a two-part series exposing their tactics of recruiting kids through junior high and high school. And now, as you were saying, even as young as elementary school through the education. And what a lot of parents are beginning to see as they look over the shoulder of their kids who are doing this distance learning is that everything from Black Lives Matter uh, 
you know, curriculum to this climate hustle. Uh, great word. Should be a movie, by the way. Uh, this climate yeah, hustle that's being done with these kids, they're actually indoctrinating them into activism. And Millie Weaver shows a uh, it's it's actually very, very uh, seditious where they're taking these yeah. kids. They're doing a protest inside the Capitol, unbeknownst to the kids or their parents. There's an A and a B team. The B team stays behind and they actually interact with the Capitol Police in a way to get arrested. They're all wearing the same T-shirts, all carrying the same signs. You don't know that these are actually adults that are actually perpetrating this crime in the Capitol so as to get arrested. And then they're showing the conflated arrest with the protest, saying the kids are being denied their First Amendment rights. Look at these evil right. Capitol Hill police. And nobody knows it's a it's all a setup. Absolutely. You know what? The, uh, and this, this just happened, so it's not in the movie, but at Climate Depot, I covered this. Guess what? The Sunrise Movement now considers one of the keys to fighting climate change. And I'm not making I, this up. Defunding uh-huh. the police. Defunding no. the police. That's their new climate solution. Absolutely. They're, they're, this is what they're claiming. they're claiming. We have to fight white supremacy and defund the police. In other words, you, white supremacy has caused climate because our colonial masters helped you know, lead to industrialization, which caused all the uh, coal mining and all the emissions that's killed our planet, let alone that the fossil fuel revolution was perhaps the greatest liberator of mankind in the history of our planet in terms of life expectancy, prosperity, lower infant mortality. But they are now against all that, labeling it white supremacy and saying that in order to fight climate now, we need to defund the police. This is what they just announced back in June of this year. Unbelievable. If I may, um, Lenin said, Vladimir, not John, a lie repeated often enough becomes (laughs) the truth. And yeah. that's certainly what they're doing, whether it's in the government run schools, universities, the media. They've been doing this for 20 or 30 years uh, or 40 years on this climate change and global warming. We're all going to die. The planet's going to be destroyed. And there's been very little pushback. Yourself, there's some other people that are out there trying to tell the truth. But you look at the Republican leaders. Yeah. leaders in quote marks, and essentially none of them are willing to push back and say to, to say that the global warming emperor is standing there stark naked. Mm. Yeah, I worked for Senator Inhofe. He was one of the few bright spots in the Senate. But even 15 years ago when he was battling the cap and trade and was by Republicans, with people like John McCain, Lindsey Graham supported Senator Inhofe from Oklahoma, we were on the Environment and Public Works Committee. I was uh, his uh, communication director. He was almost a lone wolf in the Senate. A couple other people eventually joined them, but then uh, by Climategate scandal broke in 2011, then all the Republicans were temporarily skeptical. Even John McCain came out as a skeptic. But right now, even Donald Trump has disappointed skeptics, and here's why. He had an opportunity to do a presidential climate committee uh, in his first term, and he, he actually okayed it. Apparently, he actually okayed it to the scientist in charge, Dr. Will Happer, who was a Trump administration scientist appointed by Trump. And it never came to fruition because the the people behind the scenes in the Trump White House kept delaying, delaying. They didn't want it to happen. So what's happened is even Trump's cabinet heads, not a single one will challenge the premise of the science of global warming. They'll just talk about, oh, we're cutting regulations. It's too expensive to do this stuff. Mm. And so it's left this huge void. I, I meet people who say, well, if Trump doesn't push back on the science, now Trump himself pushes back. He's fantastic. Even on the California wildfires, he was very good. If he's on 60 Minutes, he's good. But he doesn't have anyone activists in his administration challenging the premise. And so what's happened is we have Republicans now on Capitol Hill, Western caucus member Republicans, pushing the Republican solution to climate change, which is plant a trillion trees and let's do carbon capture, put into all this technology and try to suck CO2. I mean, this is where we are now headed, is, um, is, is Republicans coming up with a Green New Deal light plan. That's the danger. So once again, uh, we're almost out of time here for with, with Mark, and he's he has to leave. That's Climate Hustle 2. Go to that website, climatehustle2.com. The premiere is going to be uh, September 24th at 8 p.m. your local time. And uh, if I was like the first movie, it's not only going to be informative, it's going to be delightfully 
entertaining. And we just can't thank you enough, Mark, both for being on our show and for everything you do for the cause of freedom in opposing the global warming scam. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you very much. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. Stay tuned for the second half of Unite IE Radio after these messages. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. found out the earth was sick we knew we had to do something quick the earth is a family and our friend we need to mend it before it ends this is our home so don't destroy it everyone should do their bit ice caps melting seas getting high homes will be flooded polar bears will die the sun getting hotter the rain won't fall i'm afraid we won't survive at all recycle the plastic please it's free you don't want that ending up in the See? It's like people use this planet as a bin. Pick up your trash, that's where you begin. Temperatures rising, we are realizing. We must act now, there's no Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we were listening there to a uh, following up on our conversation with Mark Morano of Climate Depot um, in the first half that uh, how school children are indoctrinated into believing in the uh, climate change, global warming scam, and the earth is going to die, the polar bears are going to die. Uh, later on later on in that song, we didn't gonna play the whole thing of it on our show, it taught, there's, no, there's no being above that's going to protect us. So they threw in atheism and undermining Christianity into that little that song that the, supposedly the children just made up on their own in a uh, government-run school. This one was in Ireland. So this is worldwide. This kind of indoctrination is going on. And as we talked about, there's essentially no pushback. So that when they tell their big lie over and over again, and no one pushes back on, no, it's, it is a scam. There is no significant threatening harmful global warming going on and they it was getting a little bit warmer a little bit colder it's t- entirely within normal ranges and not threatening um the conversely this week there was another story that came out that caught my attention and that was a poll done of american of americans regarding knowledge of the holocaust and almost two-thirds of young americans do not know the six million Jews were murdered by the Nazis during the Holocaust, in addition to millions of other people besides the Jews. Uh, more than one in ten believe that the Jews themselves caused the Holocaust. And there's other, similar, there's other similar data in this poll. So they know global warming. They know the polar bears are dying, but they don't know about one of the key and most important events, uh, certainly of the 20th century, if not all of human history. You know, and the surprising thing to me is that the 
the review of this survey, the publication of this survey, was almost universal across liberal as well as conservative websites. Vice did a picture, uh, did a, a, a write-up on this. And their headline was almost a quarter of young Americans actually think that the Holocaust itself is a myth or exaggerated and up to 19 percent. Now, I don't know where this uh, uh, poll was geographically focused, but it was uh, there was enough data for them to actually uh, draw out of this uh, uh, survey that 19 percent of the Jews that lived in uh, that were polled that lived in New York actually think that the Jews were responsible for the Holocaust. So forget, you know, Hitler, forget, uh, you know, the number of people that were incinerated during the Holocaust. There's actually a significant portion. Now, in every survey, Larry Elder says this, and I love it. He said, you know, eight, with 8% eight of, of Americans actually believing that Elvis is still alive, no results in any survey should completely shock us. But in this particular case... You mean he's not? No, no, Greg. No, no. And uh, we oh, can talk about whoa. that at great length. King is length. dead? Yeah, King is Elvis, dead? No. Elvis is gone. That. He's gone. Yeah, Elvis is dead. Despite the fact that you think you saw him up the mall the other day. Um, yep, the real Elvis Presley is is dearly departed. But the fact that 19% of those Jews that were surveyed in New York feel that the Jews were responsible for the Holocaust, to me is even more stunning. That, you know, okay, you could deny it, you could uh, turn your back on uh, what is history. And, and the scary thing to me, in addition to that, is the actual living history of the Holocaust is disappearing every day. Those people who actually bear tattoos on their arm, who were children of Holocaust uh, uh, victims, who were, I mean, this these people who carry the history in their bodies and in their brains are actually passing. Once those people are gone, good Lord, it's anybody's guess uh, how this will, I mean, these, that's why these people need to be taken to the Holocaust Museum. Uh, you know, the the idea that they can uh, get this lie across. And I know you shared, you know, the quote of uh, tyrants and their their view of uh, editing out history and getting control of the kids. This is just stunning to me that something as obvious as this. OK, you can have your debate about the World Trade Center. You can have your debate about the moon landing. But there are skeletons, there are bodies, there are crematoriums, there is living history, there is film history. It's all over the place that this actually happened. Two-thirds of Americans don't know the number of Jews that died in the Holocaust, to me, is absolutely stunning, Greg. Well, it, it is another testament to the government-run schools and universities. I figure a lot of those young people have gone to a so-called university, and they come out with that level of ignorance and misinformation. So they so they don't know what actually happened, but they have a false view of things that, that aren't happening or didn't happen. And these are the same schools that teach America is this uh, systemically racist country. And it's been an evil country has been bad, has been a has been a terrible thing ever since our founding, instead of the truth, which is that the founding of America and our Constitution represented a quantum leap forward in mm. human freedom, self-government, and human rights. Not perfect, but certainly much better than anything else that was happening in the world at the time, and a quantum level of anything better than anything that's happened previously in human history. Instead, it's the reverse. And never mind knowing about things like, uh, if you ask, Ronald Reagan said, if we don't remember what we did, we won't know who we are. And not only are they not teaching any of the good stuff, like you wouldn't, for example, 30 seconds over Tokyo, how many of these people that don't know anything about the Holocaust or have misinformation would know what 30 seconds over Tokyo 
referred to, which is a, one of the great stories of American history, how the mm -hmm. American Navy, which had been badly damaged and was heavily outnumbered by the Japanese Navy at that time in World War II, launched a surprise attack using B-25 bombers flown off aircraft carriers to attack the Japanese main islands in only a few months into the war. And it, it, it uh, made the Japanese pull back defenses to defend their, their country and hold back military forces. And it gave our side a battered need and morale boost because up to that point, it had been nothing but bad news in the war. Mm. Um, I bet I, 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 if I had to bet the over or under 5%, I would bet the under five percent, particularly of of, of under thirty people, uh, people under age thirty, know what thirty what thirty seconds over Tokyo refers to. No, they probably don't, as well as a lot of the history of uh, what happened in the Second World War. Besides the concentration camps, most of the people that are given any education about the Second World War are given the belief and the under and, and the understanding that the U.S. perpetrated a huge crime against Japan by dropping two nuclear weapons on Japan. So anything is possible today. Uh, what does stun me, I want to go back to this, is that the there are some notably left wing uh, news outlets that are actually pretty shocked about the study. And I don't know why they're so shocked when they're participating in the uh, perpetration of the uh, uh, teaching of flawed and uh, exaggerated and in some cases vacuous, vacant history, vacant of facts. Uh, they start off their article with, in, it was the greatest crime of the 20th century, but Gen Z and millennial Americans remain hugely ignorant about the Holocaust. And there's nowhere to lay the blame on except for uh, the majority of the blame belongs to academia, both primary and secondary. But good Lord, parents, I mean, you lived through this. Many parents actually grew, were born on the tail end of this um, or into the 50s that your kids are are now coming out of schools miseducated about the greatest crime in the 20th century. And if if they're being miseducated about this one, Greg, you got to also believe that they're being miseducated about that the huge toll and human suffering that was brought about by the tyrants of the 21st century. And that we're talking about people like Chairman Mao. We're talking about people like Pol Pot. We're talking about people um, all over uh, Russia, you know, uh, Vladimir uh Lenin, um, all of the people that wanted to bring about Marxists that believed in the notion of a Marxist utopia, that if you just get rid of some of these constructs of civilization that they believe bring out the worst in men and uh, people, that you can finally allow the utopian nature, the goodness of people to come out, that, it's, that this evil is actually indoctrinated by these institutions, which is the belief of, of uh, Marx. You know, when when you eliminate the cost and the toll and human suffering of the work of tyrants to institute these uh, these uh, oppressive forms of government and the, and the toll it took in human lives, when you eliminate that, what that is doing is it's setting up a second round of that, which I think is part of what's going to happen if Joe Biden gets elected and the Green New Deal moves forward. How else do you deal with climate deniers other than to put them in concentration camps and eliminate them from the planet Earth? That's the only way. And that's well, scary. Certainly, well, these, these BLM people and Antifas you see on the street, if, if they could, if they had the monopoly on guns, if they had no legal restraints, they would gladly be the, the red guard under Mao who killed tens of millions of people. Um, they yep. already are, in a sense. They are, they, are, they are the brown shirts of the Democrat Party. They're street thugs. And you see, particularly in Democrat-controlled areas, the police are now uh, protecting the Democrat Party brown, thug, uh, brown shirts and arresting others. Just in, in Minneapolis this week, there was a, a Black Lives Matter uh, mob appeared in front of someone's home had a Trump sign or a flag in front of his house. And there's a big mob of people out there. There is, they're shining lights on the house. 
And because you could see through the window that the occupant was holding a gun. Didn't come out, was inside his own house holding a gun, and the police came and arrested the homeowner. And so you said so that so that's that's that that's their vision. And I think that you know it may be a while before we actually get sent to re-education camps. But well, I think what will happen and what we are seeing happening is you'll be deplatformed. If you don't toe the party line, you'll lose your job. And when that's all, then that is already happening. I know that a um, a friend of mine, one of our members of our group, lost her job because of social media posts, off work time, off work premises that ran contrary to the uh, you know um, the Democrat party that they ran contrary to the Democrat party line. So I think that's kind of more there in the short to medium term of, of how they're going to establish their one party state it is going to be done more through economic means rather than well, they have, they have their street thugs, they have their uh, police, they have their, they have, they have the iron fist that they need it. But the primary means I think is going to be social and, and, and economic as well as of course the max, mass indoctrination in the government run schools that we've been talking about. Right. And to the extent that that doesn't work, though, the remnants of that, if there are any, uh, our generation and those of the younger generation that are actually starting to realize the lie that's being perpetrated on them. Um, you know, the way that you finish that off is the way that every tyrant has finished that off. You mentioned Minneapolis. That was the center of the defund dismantle police movement. And this week, the Minneapolis City Council actually became alarmed by the surge in crime months after voting to defund the police. Their crime data shows a rise in assaults, robberies, and homicides. Greg, what in the world did they think was going to happen when you get rid of a police department? Uh, just two months ago, they moved to eliminate their police department. They actually sounded the alarm during a Wednesday meeting about a surge in crime seen by their constituents. They're confounded by this. They don't understand what the, why the residents are asking, where are the police? When we call them, uh, you know, carjackings, assaults, uh, there's, there's only one place you would go, and that's to dial 911. But in this new reimagined, and that's the word that they're using, a uh, great compilation that was on the, uh, that was done on Fox the other, this week, was all of these pundits and all of these, uh, lawmakers saying we need to reimagine policing. Well, if this is their version of reimagining, uh, you can just imagine between these Soros-funded DAs across the country that are operating a soft-on-crime uh, prosecutorial process and have a revolving door in their agencies, combine that with the toxic soup of a diminished police department that can't respond to this stuff, and you're going to see a rise in this stuff. What did they think was going to happen? Well, the question is, are they really perplexed about why it's happening? Or is it a case of, well, we, they, know it, they know it was happening, it was intended to happen. But now when citizens are complaining to them about rising crime, they're going, hey, huh, huh, why, why aren't the police responding? And it's not just, you take a break here, it's not just defunding them and reducing them the number of police, but they've, they've demeaned them, they've demoralized them. The police have to be afraid of not only for their physical safety, but their liberty. So if they get out there and they and they get into a confrontation, they know that the politicians aren't going to have their back. And I think they also realize that, that their the communities it doesn't appreciate them. So like, why am I going to go out and put my neck on the line and be aggressive in in doing my job when I'm not gonna, when I'm I'm going to be at risk physically and legally? And yep. with that. We need to uh, we need to take a break here. We're going along here, and let's hear from All Star Collision, the place you take your car when you have an accident because they are true, the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision, 951-279-9161. 
Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Illinois Empire Radio Show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And you know, Greg, every Thursday night, we're airing on a platform called Town Hall Central, the issues, the propositions, and the candidates that are running throughout the Inland Empire, the propositions throughout the country, throughout the state, and the issues really in play almost throughout the country. But the propositions, there are 12 that are going to be on the ballot. Um, are still, many people are finding confusing. Uh, I've got, it's pretty clear, got to boil down to a really easy way to remember this and to share, but we want to dig into a couple of them in the time remaining on the show. The way to remember these 12 propositions is that there are only two that are worthy of a yes vote, Proposition 20 and 22. So if you remember, the next election cycle is 2022. Yes on 2022 is the way to remember the only two uh, propositions that deserve a yes vote, no on everything else. But one of them that's really confusing, Proposition 16, I couldn't for the life of me figure out what was to be gained. Why would you strike out something that was viewed to be an accomplishment in racial parity? And eliminating discrimination and really eliminating racism, which was Proposition 16 is striking out this uh, language that was put into the Constitution back in 1989, I believe, with the passage of Proposition 209 that says that discrimination in education, public sector hiring and other public sector related issues like contracting is illegal. You can't discriminate based on race-based or gender-based or sexual preference-based uh, you know, issues. I thought that was an accomplishment, Greg. Why do we want to take it out? Well, because you're a freedom-loving, America-loving American. Uh, Proposition 209 stated, the state shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to any individual or group on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin. That's very not complicated at all. And that uh, the state's voters have passed that in 1996. And now the state legislature, the Democrats, have put this back on the ballot for this, for this time because the Democrat Party thrives on dividing people into racial, ethnic, and other I- identity groups. And wants to hand out preferences and discrimination based on where you are on their totem poles. Sorry, microaggression of of these preferences <laughs> and these and these groups. And you did a little so cultural appropriation they, there. I saw that. Yeah. So they so they have uh, they they put this on the ballot, and it was interesting because there's been no organized opposition to it. There's more. There's some websites, Facebook pages, but not, not, no serious money is being spent on it. But there was a poll released this week that found that only 31% of Californians support Proposition 16, while 47% are opposed and 22% are undecided. And mm. actually, that was, you know, wow, that's it's encouraging. Even in California, uh, only a minority of only a minority of people think that it's okay that racism is okay because Proposition 16 authorizes blatant, in-your-face, state-sponsored, state-sanctioned racism. Then we're going to hand out goodies and preferences and demerits based on the color of your skin. Totally contrary to what America stands for, e pluribus unum, that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and they are endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights. Or Martin Luther King. I have a dream that one day my children will be judged on the content of their character and not on the color of their skin. And today's Democrat Party wants to judge people and treat people based on the color of their skin. That is wrong and is incredibly divisive for a country. So we have this multi-ethnic, multi-racial country. 
And the only way we're going to get along is by developing a common national American identity that doesn't depend upon the color of your skin. And the Democrat Bingo. Party is trying to burn this down. Yeah, you know, we we talk about people in their ethnic breakdowns, black Americans, Hispanic Americans. Um, I, I think that obviously the... The the goal of Mar- the objective, the strategy, the the operational guideline of Marxism is to divide people along lines, ultimately economic lines, haves and have nots. But the way you ultimately get there is by dividing people along all these other areas. And then it becomes very easy to do the final division to pit the haves and the have nots against each other. But this is one that uh, is pretty clear now. You've got large portions of the Asian community that realize that they will be damaged if this uh, if Proposition 209 is repealed through a yes vote on 16. Clearly to me, your final word is no on 16. Greg, uh, your final thought. Absolutely. We judge people on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin. That is the only moral and practical way to proceed forward in America. And vote no on 16 is a good first step and good pushback on this Democrat Party offensive pernicious ideology. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California, DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona, NMLO license number 092643, Grant, NMLS ID number 184172, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, Equal Housing Opportunity. AM 590, the answer